Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Over the last couple of weeks, we have been working on our confidence. Not, not like our confidence in ourselves or our confidence in our flesh or not a, a confidence in our works. Confidence in God. Because the truth of the matter is, if you give your life to the Lord, He is going to put you in positions that make you uncomfortable. Let's just be honest. Many of us don't like to be uncomfortable. We want to put that bad boy on autopilot. Come on. We're seeing... Tesla and now vehicles are, are the commercial is, uh, you know, um, the, the car will drive itself and it's hands free. Y'all, y'all seen the commercial? Hands free driving. And it's not just Tesla. Come on, I'm living the Jetsons right up in, in this beat. Like, like, what? We love comfort. We love to turn our mind off and disengage. Think about this. Remember when you first used to drive? First, you used to drive, you were so scared, you were 10 and 2. Come on, you had that seat all the way up, <laughs> you know, driving like you can't see, you know. Everybody, nobody could talk. You know what I'm saying? You were scared to turn on the radio. Now, after about 15 years of going to the same job, you're like driving with your knee on your makeup, watching a Netflix. You know, like, you're like, this is so boring. And that's really like, we crave comfort. We crave not having to engage mentally. We we crave not wanting to think. It's so funny. You take that same driver and you insert them in like a metropolitan area like Dallas or whatever. And you've never been there before. All of a sudden, everybody's got to be quiet. Stop breathing, children. You know what I'm saying? Don't talk to me. You got Siri yelling at you, telling you to go right, rerouting. You're about to lose it. And it's like, the car hadn't changed. The driver hadn't changed, but what changed was, come on, that, like the scenario. And God is wanting to move you and disrupt you a little bit where you can't just serve God on autopilot and come into church and see if I'm, my, my chair is ready. See, I'm going to talk to my three people. And then there's no spiritual engagement that moves you and navigates you. Come on to different places. The best way I can describe this is I'm watching some of uh, my, my son is on a sixth grade basketball team. And it, it's so... Um, it's so funny to watch the players in unexpected moments. Because as a coach, you've got to navigate teaching plays and creating players. That's the difference. Running plays is I will do the play. I will do the play. If they go here, I go here. If they go here, I go here. And if you're not careful, you'll create people who just run plays, but not people who can think when the game changes. People who are actually becoming contributors when there's press or defense or something that's happening. And really, God is wanting you. Listen, I don't want you to run a play, go to church, go eat, go to this, do that. I, 
that's great when you're starting, but actually I want to do something in your life that you don't have to be caught off guard in every conversation, conflict, moment, adversity where you don't know God all of a sudden, but you're actually a player in life's game. I'm, no, I'm, not, I'm not calling you a player. Some of y'all like, how you know I was here? <laughs> like, the truth is, God is wanting to take the word and put it in you so it can be activated through you. Come on. We all are going to experience unexpected moments. We are going to discuss young David in the Old Testament as he meets with an unexpected moment, Goliath. And it's important to see that David doesn't run because he has confidence, listen, in the Lord. Da David wasn't ambitious. He wasn't opportunistic. He was called. Called. Come on, everybody say called. You may not know it, but you're here because something is stirring in your heart, your mind. God is doing something. And the Bible says that you didn't choose me, but I called you. And even before the foundations of the earth, you may be trying to ignore it. You may be trying to plug your ears on it. But what, what's happening is there is something on, happening in your life where God is moving you from just mediocrity into I am going to do what you ask me to do and I don't want my life on autopilot I, I, I want to be I want to be in scenarios and situations where I need to believe God you're gonna move and and I'm I'm, I'm, key, I'm, I'm continually moving and shifting my perspective, because you want all of me, just not some of me. God's not after your attendance. God's not after your check. God is after your heart, and all other things would flow out of that. Come on. It's interesting that David's calling postured him in a position to be courageous, while all the other men were running from the battle, he was leaning into it. I, I don't know what you're facing today, but I need you to know that you don't have to have fear in what you're facing. Well, you don't know what I'm facing. You don't know the conversation I just had. You don't know the fight that me and my wife just had that we were up all night long. You, you, you don't know what we're facing, but here's what I, I do know is that the Bible was written to readjust our perspective. And Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 says this, fear not for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God and I will strengthen you. I will help you and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What you need to see from this text is that God says, I'm going to help you, and I'm going to hold you. I'm going to help you, and I'm going to hold you. Come on. I, and some of you, need, God, God's not into pseudo-help, where preachers and ministers, Christians talk about, oh, God, God's going to help you. And you're like, I don't see no help. Where yet? Have you ever... Had someone come over who was a pseudo-helper? Like, you're moving, 
And people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm going to help you. We're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. And you're like, great, we're going to get it done. And then when they show up, all they are doing is talking. They're talking, and, 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 then, and they keep talking, and you're like, we're supposed to be moving, and the sun's, you see the sun going down, the truck has to go back, the, we're not even halfway done, and you're like, mm, I'll tell you that. Your presence is not really helping, but you could help. If you did less talking and more caring, <laughs> I'm trying to be rude, but I feel obligated to listen, and actually now two of us are not working. <sighs> so, and if we're not careful, that's how we feel about God. And I'm up here talking to you. They telling me to pray. But, but, but if, I'm gonna, if we're going to be contextually honest, it's very important for us to understand that when God begins to help you, he doesn't always do it the way you want. Let me say it this way. Um, God's help doesn't always get us the answer that we want, but his active presence and his word in our life will provide light unto our path. And actually, we can't always decide what is best for us. How many, if you were going to have a real testimony time, how many of you prayed for something and you didn't get it, you were hurt in it, but now looking back, you're like, thank you, Jesus. Go and say her name. No, I'm just, I'm just like. <laughs> Some of y'all, that was too deep. That was my bad. It, that, was good on the, that was good in my mind, but when it came out, come on. In other words, God is going to help you, but sometimes the help is different than what we want. Okay? When my kids were younger and they wanted help cleaning their room, they wanted me and my wife to go clean the room. They didn't want structure. Y'all should have amened on that. Y'all, we got to rebound now. We got to rebound. That was a moment. See, clean your room. And so we made a list. And they were like, how does that help? Well, follow it. Well, this actually does nothing. Well, it does everything. It keeps you focused. And so sometimes God begins to help us in ways that we weren't thinking about, but actually he's wanting to turn us and navigate us, and we're complaining about this, but he needs to shift this in our life, and if we'll shift this perspective, we, everything will change. Come on, somebody. Come on. He helps us, and he holds us. Over the last couple of weeks, I have met some Moments where there was unexpected things happen. A couple weeks ago, I found out that on the youth in the youth area, one of the air conditions went down. And so, uh, you know, we just did heart for the house, and I'm like, man, we're gonna get this kitchen done, and you know what I'm saying? We're trying to, you know, get up in this food, and you know, yeah. 
and, and, uh, and they're telling me, oh, well, we're gonna, we need an AC unit. I was like, how much is this? I got one quote. It was like $15,000. And I'm like, oh, no, the kids are going to freeze. I'm like, Devin, I already got it. I know what you're going to preach about. You're going to talk about don't let your love for the Lord grow cold because it feels like this room. I started thinking about ways that we could use this. Come on, illustration. Put another log on the fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and so I was like, God, I can do it. I don't want to do it. And because I, you know, you know how it is. We have other plans. And um, I was like, I need you to help me. And so, next day, nothing happened. Three days went by, nothing happened. And I'm like, First Baptist got air conditions. Key Point got air conditions. You said you're no respecter of person. Where my air conditioning? <laughs> Another week goes by. I'm having to make a decision. I'm like, how was youth? <laughs> Good. <laughs> like, cool, take a sweater. <laughs> I get done a couple weeks ago. Man comes up to me after second, after second service. I told y'all, y'all my favorite. And uh, he comes up after second service, and he sa- shakes my hand. He says, hey, I want you to know we've been here for about four or five weeks, and this is our church. And I'm like, great, that's awesome. He goes, no, no, what you don't know, I'm a helper. And I was like, thank you. He was like, I have an air conditioning and refrigeration business. I, I, I put in AC units. And I was like... So, you know, in the New Testament, Paul wrote, greet your brother with a kiss. I was about to come in, y'all. <laughs> I was about to go there, y'all. I, was like, I thought, okay, maybe, maybe it's too soon. So we, we're just going to hug this out. You know what I'm saying? And I, 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 I kind of held that hug for about three cents longer than what is socially normal. <laughs> he was like, that's good. I was like... I was like, I, you are the answer to my prayer. I've been praying for you. And he said, well, let me go check it out. He said, I'll give it to you. It cost, it was like almost $6,000 savings. Come on, y'all. Come on. And, and it's, here's why I say this. Listen, I realized that a machine and that moment and money that, some of you are facing like real things, like real scary things, like job, health. I, I, Sarah, I hope you don't mind, but I, I talk, Sarah, our neighbor, she'd been coming to the house, her and her family, and I saw her in the hallway at Ladies Table Talk, and she ministered to me. Like I left, and I, you know how you have a conversation with someone that just kind of you can't let it go. We have been praying for her. She's battling. Um, you know, uh, and she came, and she came to Ladies Table Talk. And she came in, and I mean, she's on 
medication. She's, you know, she's in a fight for life. And I said, hey, are you okay? And she was like, oh, I'm, I need to get where I'm supposed to be. It's, it's a little harder, but I knew I was supposed to be here. I knew I was supposed to be here. And I just, I thought it was, the moment was deeper than her attendance at an event. It was her attitude. Because in a world full of people that hangnails hold them up, Yes, I'm getting back to church. You know, we've been a little upset. All right, cool. When was that? Five years ago. But we coming back. <laughs> okay. Come on. See, when there's a calling of God on your life, you live different. You live missional. You run to battles. You don't quit. You don't give up. You don't, just because it's hard, just because it's scary, just because giants are facing you, just because you don't have an immediate answer doesn't mean that you're not trusting God and confident that the answer is on the way. Come on, what I'm, does that, what, that make sense? Come on. God will help you. Is that right? That's right. God will help you. And God, God will hold you. See, like an like a infant forming in a mother's womb, she's holding the child, and in the womb is protection from the world. The Bible says that if you're in his hand, God's not like, oops. <laughs> God's like, I got you. Well, if he's got me, then why has so many rough things and bad things and hard things happened in my life? I'm going to tell you why. Because people are crazy. People are stiff-necked, hard-headed. And God's the answer to pain. He's not the cause. God is the one that begins to heal us. He's not the one that left us. That, because what happens is we begin to judge God based on the pain in our life. But how many times has God told you where you're about to say something and all of a sudden he just rips your tongue out? Well, if you want the grace of God for your life, guess what? It goes on everybody's life. And God is like, I wish that none would suffer. I wish that everybody would act decent. I wish that everyone would find me and love me and serve me and shift in their life. But some people do and some people don't. And God gives us a choice to choose. Come on. We uh, had ladies table talk this week and well, when Tuesday to find out there was a leak out front in the building. Just a little leak, like 300,000 gallons of water. Yeah, I was like, Pastor, when did we get a pond? <laughs> Never. And, and I'm going to say this about ladies' conferences. If you're a man in the room, start praying for me right now. Just right now, stop praying. But women's conferences are different. Uh, because 
Women care a lot. I'm pausing because my life is in the balance right now. I had so many chiefs, self-appointed. What are we going to do about that leak? You know we got a women's event. What are we going to do about that leak? Hey, you know what? Let me tell you. I'm not going to use a porta potty. Hey, let me tell you something. You know what? We got 260 women coming. Where are they going, Pastor? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Hold it. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, we can solve this problem. It's not a big deal. Roll up, big boy pants, and then it snows. And I got enough country in me still where I'm like, man, we're going to find this. Let's go get a shovel. And Let's just go. I grabbed my post hole digger. It may take a minute, but we're going to get there. Come to find out, people are like, you know, you can't really dig in the city without calling 811. It's actually the law. And so I, like I'm, I'm getting saved all over again because I'm like, break the law, <laughs> character, or have 250 women mad at me. <laughs> and y'all had to fight. I had to fight in it. I'm like, I'm, this is da Daniel and the lions then all over again. I'm like, send me some lions because it'd be better. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> And uh, finally, we had to go through the process and get everybody out here and called some men, and they were like, oh, yeah, no, we'll get it done. And I get out there and start digging, and then people just driving up, helping us, and we found the leak. Man, I, I went from that guy to we love our pastor. He's so good. And then, there's moments when the unexpected happens that God can hold you and stabilize you even when you don't have the answer you want. Like, 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 like you're in the middle of the shift. You're in the middle of, and God can come hold you. And say, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6. So how can we confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man, come on, listen, do to me? God is multifaceted. God is, and, and that's why it's so important when you come, we don't come and listen to a sermon and go, oh, yeah, that was a good one. I remember when my pastor 30 years ago talked about that. He's really good. He's better than you. We're always learning. We're always growing. In every new season, there's a shift in our mind, in our heart. When we have new responsibilities, new seasons, that's why you can read the word over and over again. You're like, I never read that. You read that? You just weren't in the season that you were. When, come on, does that make sense? Okay. So here's the thing. God is multifaceted in his nature and his character. Anybody read the story of the illustration of the blind men and the elephant? remember that? And, and, and so basically, here was the concept that the blind men obviously had never seen an elephant. And so one man is led up and he touches the leg of the elephant. And he goes, man, this animal's like a pillar. 
Then the other blind man comes over and touches the tip of the tail, and he says, no, he's not. He's like a rope. And, 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 and then the last blind man comes up, and he's like, he touches the trunk, and he says, no, 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 this animal is like a strong tree limb. And here's the concept is based on how we grew up and our church and where we're at. If we're not careful, we'll live our whole life thinking, God is this, or God is this, God is this. But there's countless times in the Bible that he says, I am this, I am this, I am your healer, I am your provider. I, and we keep learning because we keep needing God in different situations. That's why we don't believe you just go to church for a year and check a spiritual box. Transformation is happening, and we want you to get all that God has. Come on, listen, for you. Jude chapter 24 says, Now to him who is able to keep, keep you from stumbling. See, I need you to know that you're not by yourself. Philippians 4, 19, we've been reading Philippians all month long. For my God will supply every need according to his riches and glory. See, I want to give you real quick, I'm going to give you three ways to know when it is a time for confidence in your life. Because your confidence will be shaken and attacked if you let it. And so, and so the Bible gives us like three ways in the story of David. And I want to read this real quick. David has just been sent by Jesse on an errand. And he has been sent to deliver uh, some, some food. And when he gets there, he, he takes it to the commander in charge of that area and while he's there, he hears Goliath talking smack. Here it is, 1 Samuel 17, verse 24 and 26. All the men, okay, listen to this. Did it say some? All the men. All the men represented. This is, a, this is not what I want to talk about, but it is may shift your perspective. Just because all the men are saying something doesn't make it right. We are in a culture that's getting our cues off of social media other than the Bible. And I'm telling you, men don't do what culture's doing. God has a DNA code for your masculinity. And I am telling you, you can actually be where all the men are running the wrong way. Thank you for that golf clap. Come on, let's get a man clap. Up in this. <laughs> Ladies, you can actually be thinking like culture, thinking that you are with everybody. Come on, we're united. We're locking arms. But really, we're running away from giants. Look at this. All the men of Israel... When they saw the man, they fled from him because they were afraid. Here's the real deal. You will not come to enough church where you don't have the feelings of being afraid. 
you will have to battle that and make a choice. Now, because I hear people all the time, well, I've been going to church for 15 years. Why am I still? You're, you're still going to experience emotions. You're still going to experience, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid for this. I'm afraid for my grandkids. Oh, my gosh, they're driving a bike without a helmet. Oh, I mean, like, like the, the reality is you're going to be scared of some things, but it's what you do with that that determines, listen, the victory in your life. I'm not mad they're afraid. I am teaching us because that fear caused them to run away from the territory that God gave them. How does that work in your life? You've had three cycles where your boss said, hey, I want you to take this next position. Oh, no. I'll tell you what. I know what that means. That means more work. Huh. The real thing is, there's insecurity in me that I've not dealt with. And I don't want a lot of questions because I don't have the answers. And I, I know what I look like in this position, but I don't know what I look like in this position. So I'd rather say no and blame the company than look inside my heart and realize that I'm Come on. And the men of Israel said, have you seen the man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And the king will enrich the man who kills him with great riches. Give his daughter. His house will be free in Israel. In other words, they're not going to pay taxes. Well, send me to that fight. And David said to the men who stood with him, what will be done? It's like they all talk about it. And he's like, what, what do you say? They're going to be rich? I'm going to get a wife? And no taxes? Huh, time me up. Okay? Here's the deal. D David says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Why did he say that? Who is the person not in covenant trying to scare covenant people? That he would defy the armies of the living God. I'm going to give you three real quick. Three ways to know it's time for confidence. First is this. When the assignment you've been given feels mundane. See, David, and if you want a little bit more about this, you can check out our podcast. Um, because I've already talked a little bit about this point. But I, 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 in the last service last week, we ended a little quickly. So I want to unpack this a little bit. Here's the idea. David didn't know he was headed toward opportunity. In his mind, all it was was a responsibility. And I am telling you that great moves of God happen when we embrace responsibility. Well, I just want to know if I'm called to lead a, lead a life group. You got a home? Is it clean? Can you show up on time? Can you host? Will you brush your tea? Will you prepare? Can you put on some little essential oils up in the plate? Miss that bad boy up? Well, I just want to know what God wants me to do with my life. He wants you to take the responsibility that you've already been given, position yourself, realize you're called, and use it. 
And then out of that starts a conversation that you did not know was going to happen. And all of a sudden, we saw it all yesterday. Women are at tables, and the woman just said yes, started praying a little bit. And then as we started talking and having conversation, people are starting to cry. And a Holy Ghost moment shows up because of responsibility. Someone filled up a car, drove there, did their nails, got their nails done, bought an outfit, sat at a table, and said, I am here for the Lord. And all of a sudden, badoosh. Sorry, that was my Kung Kung Fu Panda moment. Some of you are so caught up on how God will do it that we're not seeing the responsibilities that we have like right now that God, it's not mundane. Your life's not mundane. Your steps are ordered by God. Uh, Ecclesiastes tells us there's a time for everything and your time, listen, is right Way too many people are living the life. I'm fine. Hey, how you doing? Fine. How's your marriage? Fine. How's your job? Fine. Do you like your job? It's fine. Wow. Confidence. Come on, listen. Just because you're in, co- in covenant with God doesn't mean there will be not. You will face moments of mundane repetition, normalcy. You are going to face every day. And can I tell you, no one just gets to live on the mountain. You have to travel there. And so if you had a lot of mountaintop preaching in your life, and you're frustrated because you haven't gotten it yet, someone needed to preach about pack the backpack. I need chips. I need Cheez-Its. We need water. I need some beef jerky. And, and it's like in Christianity, we've missed the backpack phase and we're only talking about the mountain. And now, we, inadvertently, we have believe this thought that only a few people can get there. But you all can get there. In your home, in your business, in your life, in this church, you all can get there because God says he is no respecter of person. Come on. Here's the second thing. Here's the second thing is when you hear the enemy speaking to you, it is time for confidence. Can I just say something to you? Your mind is not a garbage dump for the enemy. And you don't have to entertain every thought that comes in your mind. And here, I'm going to say this for some of you who are incredible listeners. You're going to have to guard who you listen to because not everybody talking has something to say. You need to write that down.
Some people in your life are talking because they want to be heard, but there's no shift happening when you meet with them. And I'm just telling you that so many times we are entertaining the enemy, the accuser of the brethren, the one who tells us that we're not good enough, we're not this enough, we're not that enough. And, and we are in a society that everybody is battling with mental health because everybody is wanting to live their own life. Come on. I absolutely know there needs to be counseling. I absolutely know. I'm not talking about that. But I'm saying when God says, I want you to go this way, and you want to go this way, and then you begin to have pain along the way, then you have a lot to think about. <laughs> or you can go, God, forgive me. Heal me. Move in me. And now I can start thinking about purpose and freedom. And Come on, hear what I'm saying. David knew that, God's, that he and God were in covenant and God was here to help and hold. God was going to move. And I just believe that there are some of you, listen, that your Goliath may be debt. It may be um, taking a step of faith. It may be oh, rallying your whole family. So we get through this season in our life. But don't run. Don't lose your confidence. Don't freeze due to fear. Don't let the enemy intimidate and discourage you. Don't listen to the lies of inadequacy. The enemy will make you believe that the enemy is stronger than God. And I am telling you that he is not. Come on, Romans 3, 38 and 39. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels or rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything in all creation is able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Don't be scared. The enemy will make you think that God's word isn't true. God's word is not true. And now we have revisionists and People trying to tear down the Bible, and you hear all the time, well, the, you know, the, the Bible's so contradictory. No, it's not. It was written, it's 66 different books by 40 different authors in different time spans. It says the same thing, but even the four Gospels are all written out of a different point of view. They're not contradictory. If I had four people get up and we all said what happened in service today, you would have an emphasis. You would have an emphasis. The worship is what stuck out to me. No, no, no. The word stuck out to me. No, 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 no. The, 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 the creative moment stuck out to me. No, no, no. Listen, when I got a hug from that one, I came for that. Well, no one's lying. Don't get trapped into a lie that you have to tear everything apart. The only thing that needs to tear apart is the wounds and the scars and the brokenness in your life so that God can heal it. That's it. And it's a process. You'll hear me say this a million times if you come to stay at this church. You can get set free in a moment at the altar. But you will not develop character and spiritual discipline at the altar. You will have to go have, come on, you will have to 
work for that. We don't work for our salvation, but we do work for the application. Come on, you hear me? Here's the last one. God doesn't perform miracles anymore. And that's why all the men were running, because they didn't believe that they could whoop that. And so how many times has the church, Christianity, even in our own family, we ran away because that lust, insecurity, anger, porn, jealousy, addiction, alcoholism, Loneliness. I've tried to beat it. Here in just a moment, the ladies did a creative element. It was all about the power of God and the names of God. And my hope is that in this moment, you're going to touch a different part of the elephant and you're going to back up and go okay there's a whole lot more to this than the trunk and the tail and God's wanting to shift me come on does that make sense thank you for listening to this week's podcast we would love to hear how this message impacted you feel free to let us know on the contact us tab of the house website We hope you have a great week.